Today on Build Better Brands, I am joined by James Martin. Um, thank you so much for being here, James. I'm super excited to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Nobody knows me. Everybody <laughs> thinks you've got to have the chef on. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, yeah, everybody knows me as Made by James. James yes. I, I think I might have to change my name at Depot to Made by James. Do you reckon? Made by, made by James. Yeah. Made by James, yeah. <laughs> well, James, for those that don't know, um, Made by James, a.k.a. James Martin, is a brand identity designer. Um, he's also an author as well. Now I've got his book on pre-order. Ooh, exciting. Ooh, party time. Um, and yeah, he's kind of fully focused on, you're fully focused on brand identity and, and building brands and making amazing logos for people. So that is why I asked you one, because it's only right that I get you on here, because that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I suppose, yeah, for the, for people that don't know you um, and maybe think you're the chef, um, yeah. let's tell them a bit about you then, what you've been up to and what have you been doing. Yeah, well, also my mum and dad called my brother Chris Martin, so um, I think we're both in trouble, aren't we, when it comes to Google? Coldplay. Uh, <laughs> Coldplay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, kind of a like short, 38 years down into like 38 seconds um grew up a creative um fucked up a lot did a lot of drugs got kicked out of school woke up one day realized that my life was I could be more I suppose is probably the way to look at it um got myself into college got myself into uni got myself a design job Started my own agency, started my own personal brand, and now I'm talking to you. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the, the short the short story. Um, but yeah, as I said, like always, always been a creative and been in the design world for about 18, 18 years now. Five years at an agency before I started my own one, Baby Giant Design Co. Uh, and there we do everything from web to logo to brand identity animation all the rest of it but over the last five years um i've kind of focused down and niche down into logo design and brand identity because that's kind of what i love doing um but also along with that it's all about helping other creatives navigate the design world and helping other logo designers understand how I think and hopefully they can take some of that into their own projects. And now, yeah, that kind of landed me in the, in the author, which yeah. is still weird to talk about. <laughs> um, and COVID's not really helping because it was supposed to be out in November. Right. Then it was supposed to be out in December and now it's out in the end of January, but fingers crossed, um, you know, it will be on everybody's doorsteps in early new year. But yeah, it's, it's an exciting ride and I'm just enjoying it. Yeah. Enjoying amazing. It. Yeah. I, I'm really excited about your book. Um, I've got it, I've got it pre-ordered on Amazon. Uh, obviously other, other places are available. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, wow. Like, did you, did you ever think you'd be writing a book about logo design and what you do? Uh, when I was 17, no. I was hopefully, I was more concentrated on not going to prison, I think, right. at that stage. <laughs> um, that was the right little shit. Um, but yeah, I think 
as, as I kind of grew into the industry, you know, when I so like obviously when I kind of dragged myself out of like the gutter and the mess that I got myself into, I said I went into college because I was an artist, I was a creative, that was kind of like my only thing that I I suppose felt comfortable doing, being. Yeah. I wanted I was always that kind of slightly art, like sporty and arty rather than clever, you know. Oh, when, that's you know, interesting. Because yeah, I love sport as well. Did you? Yeah, I yeah, think I think I most hockey. Well, I yeah. think most creative people do have that slightly sporty. Some do, some don't. Mm-hmm. But you know, nice to know you did too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but then when I kind of yeah kind of started doing art, I thought I wanted to be an art art teacher or whatever it was, and kind of got introduced to graphic design. And I didn't have a clue what graphic design was. Um, and I thought, why not? Um, and so yeah, just kind of got into the industry, started to learn a bit more, got an agency position as like, a, you know, did everything, everything from animation with Flash to building websites and Dreamweaver and all that kind of old stuff back in the end. Yeah, I 2000s. remember Flash. Yeah, got, I love Flash <laughs> and Dreamweaver. Um, mm. So, yeah, and now, yeah, and I suppose like even then I was like, I don't know if this is going to be forever, but it's stopping me from doing all the crap that I used to. So I'm going to keep on it, keep on it. You know, and I did tattoo apprenticeships. I did a year of teaching, you know, I started up t-shirt businesses. Oh, oh, fucking failed. You know, I yeah. never gave them enough time. So, <laughs> but you know, more and more time went and left the design agency that I was working at initially. And it was like, do I get another design job? I was looking for other design jobs at the time and chatted with my mate. And we said, well, why don't we kind of start our own thing? And that was Baby Giant. Um, and that's now, yeah, I say like 12 years, 12 years old. Um, but like the book probably only started to really, I think when you start to find your feet in design, you kind of think, ah, oh, wouldn't it be cool to write a book one day? Yeah. Um, so I've always kind of thought once I've kind of had my head switched on to design that uh, yeah maybe one day in my dotage when I'm living on my island you know <laughs> maybe I'll sit there and write a book with my quill um but you know I think yeah just the opportunity kind of came like is it literally like pre-covid like I think it was February 2020 yeah that would make sense would it I don't know yeah. when it, I don't yeah. see it's like the whole the last Two yeah, and a half years just been smashed together. It's a blur, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, because it kind of happened around sort of March. I think March that was the first big lockdown, 20, 2020, wasn't it? Twenty twenty, yeah, it was. I remember it being really sunny. Yeah, um, but yeah, they reached, they kind of reached out to me and said, "Would you, you fancy writing a book?" And I was like, ah, "This is some joker having a laugh <laughs> with me." And I like always, I like to do my kind of due diligence, so I look up email addresses I see if they're real and I find them and I start to think hang on a minute there's too many things making (laughs) making sense here maybe I shouldn't have put that in the bin you know um so yeah just kind of got in a chat with them and yeah like I said now I'm now it's I said it's already supposed to be out but you know I'm not going to worry it is what it is yeah so now it's all written printed in a shipping container ready to be out in the world and amazing yeah it is pretty bonkers really pretty yeah yeah it sounds like you've been I mean I love how transparent you are you know when you talk about you're so honest about the fact you you were a little shit as you said your words when you were younger (laughs) I mean that's that's a nice way of nice thing of calling me to be fair and you 
there was obviously a, t- a turning point where you were like, you know, this this can't go on. What yeah. was what was that? Was was there something that happened or someone that was like, you've got to sort yourself out? Or it came, honestly, it came from within and after mm. a massive freaking bender, um, and you know, bender after bender after bender, doing yeah. nothing, yeah. going nowhere. And I think it's probably something that subconsciously I always knew I wanted to be more, but at that stage of my life, you know, I was like 70s, like between 17 and kind of early 20s, 17, 18, 19. I just went totally off the rails, couldn't give a shit what anybody thought, left home at 17, you know, and just thought I was the big I am. Mm. You know, I kind of, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of deeper stuff than that, you know, you know, going back to I was sexually abused when I was 11 by my teacher at school. And I think as growing up, adolescence, teenage years at school, I just rebelled. I was like, I'm not going to fucking trust anybody. I'm going to do whatever I want because the last person I trusted let me down. I think that kind of the compound effect of that pushed me off the rails um, I'm not going to blame everything on that. No, I was but a little shit. But I think you know, with slightly older eyes looking back on that moment, I probably thought that, that might have been something to do with the reason that I kind of fell out with my parents. You know, the people that are telling you what to do, teachers telling me what to do. I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm. Um, yeah. So, and I think, like I said, like the turning point for me was literally, like I said, just after one bender too many, just sitting there lying in bed thinking you know how what what's going on what you're doing yeah you know, where you're going you know you used to play freaking England cricket and county rugby and be captain of your sports teams and three four years later you're fucking scratching around down the back of the sofa to try and score some weed or some coke or whatever it is mm. and you know going going to work you know fucking high you know all the time and it was just like this is just an internal something, mind, word, brain, just kind of went, sort your shit out. Yeah. So I did. Yeah, I just went to college. Wow. I just went to college and enrolled, and 20 years later, 19 years later, I'm here. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. Been a long journey. <laughs> Bloody hell, yeah, it sure has. And, I mean, that's... Uh, mind-blowing I mean what you've just just told me and thank you for again for being so transparent and sharing because no not at all we've all got our past yeah no I think talking about it's more important than you know I've I've shared on social media I've kind of talked about it and I don't you know I hope you know me being open about the stuff that I've been through will allow other people to be able to be open and talk about the stuff because you know, and as you know, not necessarily just men, for example, but we've, I think, you know, we're told to be a man, yeah. suck it up, and yeah. do all the rest of it. And you know, I, I have counselling every Monday. I talk, I talk openly about my stuff, and it helps so much. So I just hope that you know, the reason that I'm so open and honest is I've got nothing to hide. It wasn't yeah. my fault. I know that now. So I'm kind of like, well, I hope me being open will help somebody else be open because I know talking really helps because yeah. it didn't help me yeah. i tell you leave it all inside <laughs> i must have done everything under the sun drug wise so um and it didn't work I promise me it doesn't work so <laughs> but talking does and you've hit on 
something that's so important and there is there is this stereotype around men not talking and Mm. it's a stereotype because actually it's it's more often not it's true you know when I look at my circle of friends especially the women when we get together god we talk about (laughs) we talk about freaking everything yeah (laughs) everything and anything you know yeah and we just we, we get it all out lay all on the table and then when I speak to my partner when when he meets up with his friends etc and I'll say well how's you know how's so and so how's how's he doing he's like don't know know. (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. my wife's the same she's like what did you what did you what do you talk about all night I don't know can't remember (laughs) yeah and that's the thing you you it's kind of obviously you talk, but you don't necessarily talk about the stuff that's really bothering you and yeah. the stuff that you know you really want to talk about because of this stigma around yeah. men, you know, uh boys will be boys and men not crying and showing emotion. Yeah. Actually, it's all just it's all just bullshit, isn't it? Because we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And I think it is changing somewhat. I think especially the advent of social media and like you see big celebrities opening up and that you get more access to seeing these people, men, women, whatever, any color, you know, there's a lot more, we're a lot kind of more open to seeing that stuff where, you know, I'm not, you know, I think I, you know, I'm almost 40. So I kind of grew up in the eighties. So it was Mm. still no, no social media, (laughs) computer things you know I think I had a Nintendo 64 but it was like playing freaking Pong so there's no computer games no real <laughs> internet was dial up it took you four hours to even turn the thing on so it was kind of all you know you think of like my parents and their parents before them where no the men never talked about anything nah. you know I don't, don't get me wrong I know I don't I'm not this I don't want this to be a man versus women thing it's not nah. like that but, yeah, yeah you know I think it is you know, I think now so many people are opening up and I like, I love how people are opening up about being gay, even though it's difficult or struggling with a drug problem or an alcohol problem, you know, big celebrities are Mm. doing it. And I think it does help to open up and, you know, I've got myself a little platform now where people, you know, I'd rather share the honest and the true rather than the fake and like stand in front of a car that I haven't bought and <laughs> pretend that I've owned it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to behind every person, even successful person or nonsense, there's always a past, there's always a story. And I think the story is what makes stuff interesting, you know? And, you know, if I can, if there's one person going to listen to this and they're sitting there smoking some weed or doing some drugs thinking I'm better, hopefully... You know, this might spur them on a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, I just think it's it's so good to be honest about that sort of stuff because clearly since you have started doing that, since you've had a word with yourself, since yeah. you've opened up, started talking, you know, clearly the difference in your life now and in your business and career is like night and day, right? 
Oh, it's, it's, it's totally like mindset's totally changed. I mean, it took me, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like I just stopped everything at like 19. Mm. You know, I still smoked a bit of weed, I still drank a bit, you know, but it wasn't the daily, daily. I kind of weaned myself off. Obviously, now I'm totally sober, I don't drink, I don't do anything. Um, but you know, I think I can't remember what the question was, I was too busy trying to think. No, of what it's all right. <laughs> I was saying that, um, you know, through you paying attention to yeah. your struggles and your health, your mental health, yeah. your emotional well-being, like it's okay. It's not. It's not happened overnight. But the difference yeah. now must be like night and day, right? Yeah, because... uh, yeah, I yeah, totally changed the kind of outlook. But you know, maybe I've gone like the other, the other end of the spectrum now. I used to do bugger all and now I do everything I try <laughs> I work like all the time mm-hmm. um but maybe that's because I felt like I've lost that time and I want to try and get it back and you know ultimately I'm quite I'm quite driven you know I've got loads of ideas you know I spend so much time working on client work and all the rest of it that I've got all this stuff in here yeah. like logo courses and private communities and coaching and all the rest yeah. that I want to do more of yeah. so like I'm always I'm always pushing but like I said like yeah I mean it was I think that driven young chap you know that competitive young man was always in there because he was in there for a long time as a youngster sportsman you know and all the rest of it and I think I just lost him for a little bit but now he's back and yeah. now the world's got to watch out because I'm only just getting started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, James. That's what, that's what we like to hear. Yeah. Amazing. Um, obviously, you've you faced a lot of challenges through your personal life. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing your business as well. Um, mm-hmm. What is the biggest challenge do you feel that you're facing at the moment within within your business and what you do? Whoa, the biggest challenge. Um, and you can't say COVID because everyone no, is saying that. No, my mind, I got busier <laughs> over COVID. So keep COVID. I love it. Um, I stay at home anyway. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> and I don't go to the pubs. I don't drink. Um, so, yeah, I don't mean that anybody. So, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose, I mean, personally, the biggest challenge for me is, um, my the evolution of James you know um so what I mean by that is I've got big plans you know so I've I've always got like a 10-year plan you know I've very at the very minute I know exactly where I want to be by the time I'm 50 put it that way yeah Uh, and I'm a 38 so I mean for me it's the transition that I'm in so for the last decade I've been building baby giant you know Client work, client work, client work, client work, client work, <laughs> client yeah. work. And I tell you, I mean, it's it's it, it's all consuming, you know. So I have anywhere between eighty to a hundred different logo clients, brand identity clients a year. Wow. You know, on top on top of looking after the existing clients that we've got over the last decade, new web projects, yada yada yada. Constantly having to be on, constantly having to be on other people's businesses um and I love it you know that has got me to where I am today um I love clients I'm never gonna not have clients but my what I'm doing at the moment with the kind of rise of made by James you know I've really been pushing the kind of 
you know, wanting to be a good influence to the young designers and yeah. the, well, not necessarily young, just creatives coming yeah. up mm-hmm. with problems, with issues. You know, I, I started teaching way too young, you know, but now I feel like I've, I know I'm still learning, don't get me wrong, but I'm kind of ready to kind of take on that role of mentor, educator, you know, and I, I, I always think it's always better to be an educator whilst you're in the trenches with people. So that's why I'm always going to be doing logo projects, doing brand identity projects, still running the agency. But with the book being out next year, you know, I'm going to be dropping my logo course in May. I want to really start pushing my coaching a bit more. So I kind of want to have like half client work and then half James work. Because I feel, you know, I love, I love doing, I love doing that. Yesterday I did a talk for Reading University. You know, I do coaching every week with a couple of people. Um, And that stuff really buzzes me. And that, that, you know, don't get me wrong love client work, still get buzzed about doing logo work. But the giving back for me is the industry has given me so much. And I want to take what I've been given and give that to other people so they can have a bit of a jump up and a bit of a shortcut. So that's kind of my challenge at the moment. I'm at that that point, you know, I'm like here. But I'm still fully fledged 100 clients a year. But That's I'm, a lot I'm, of clients. It's a shitload of clients. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it, t- it takes me like 10 to 15 hours to do a logo. Mm. So it's kind of when you break it into hours, it's not a huge amount. But, yeah. You know, I've got my process down. You know, I'm seven, eight hundred logos in in my career over the last decade yeah. or so now. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, that's I would say that's the most challenging point is the is the kind of not necessarily I don't think there's any risk in it because ultimately I think it will do all right I'm pretty confident that made by James the coach the educator the logo course maker will be okay yeah Um, absolutely yeah so that's my challenge I would say it's just that kind of it's the I'm at the pivot the transition point where you're kind of like this has looked after me so well, yeah. but I really want this place over here. <laughs> so that's kind of where I am. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think when you, I think it's a bit of a, an organic thing, isn't it? When you, when you kind of, you're navigating the space and, and you think you one thing, you know, you might think you were a logo designer, but actually you realise that you're not just that, that you're, you know, a bit of an, an illustrator as well, and, and you mm. might be quite artistic, and and then people pick up on that and ask you questions, and then, as you say, you might end up kind of helping people understand or learn how they can kind of include that into their process, and before you know it, you might be helping someone with their process as to how they design a logo, and then before yeah. you know it, you're coaching, and it's just really... It, it seems to have happened really organically. It's yeah, it's definitely it's evolved with me. You know, I mean, like I said, like I, you know, I always I wanted to be a teacher, but when I was started thinking about teaching, I was too young. I wanted to do PE and I wanted to do art, teach yeah. those sport and <laughs> sport and drawing. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you know, I kind of lost my way with it. Um, 
but you know maybe i was supposed to you know maybe i was supposed to get into the design world maybe i was supposed i'm i'm a big believer in like i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be right now i'm supposed to be here talking to you right now about this that i truly believe that um and yeah i think i think you naturally evolve you know i'm i'm always i'm always trying to keep one foot in the present but thinking about the future yeah um because you know technology is changing you know i'm getting older you know what do what what does you know the options are so much different from what they were a decade ago you know not just for me but for everybody with especially creatives like nfts technology i mean whatever you want to talk about there's way more opportunity for creators than there were a decade ago, definitely more than 20 years ago. Um, you know, we're very sought after, the creative brain's very sought after. Um, and online education, you know, yeah. if COVID taught us anything, you know, and, you know, it hasn't really, people love working, people are more productive at home, you know, university, you know, people aren't going to uni as much, they're learning yeah, why go to uni and spend nine grand when you can spend 300 bucks and listen to your favorite logo designer teach you everything you know? Yeah, I mean, why would you? Why would you do yeah. that? You know, so it is life is changing. So I'm always trying to evolve with it. And also, like, what makes me happy? You know, I've made my clients happy for the last decade, and now it's time to t- spend a little bit more time on James. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, fair play, absolutely. Yeah. So you're really, I mean, I see you as a mentor. Um, I signed up to your uh, mailing list and got the got the the black book with all your goodies in. Where you talk Love about that. your process and stuff like that. And and you know, there's nuggets of information I've taken from people like you and people like Mike and and people like Tom and and through through having you guys as mentors and and listening to what you say you know it's helped me develop and and start to streamline my own press processes and things and love that there's things that I've shared with my students because I lecture as well at Birmingham yeah. Uni and you know I'll reference you guys and I'll say oh, this is this is my process now because they asked me but actually i I learned this bit from from James and you guys should check him out. And yeah. I learned about niching from Tom and yeah, genuinely. And, yeah. and I, I listen to Tom and Mike all the time as well. <laughs> yeah. So you're not here. <laughs> I'm a part of Tom's um, community building uh, group. Um, I get coaching off Mike as well, you know, yeah. but they're both very good friends of mine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, both brilliant humans. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm like you. Yeah. I'm just sitting there, just kind of <laughs> listening to them going, speak, tell me more, yeah. tell me more. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh-huh. But I think that's, I think that's what's so important. And I think you've nailed it there is, I think some, I think some people tend to fall into the trap of following one person or listening to only one person where I think you've got it spot on and I, I'm very much the same, you know, for example, I don't follow loads and loads of logo designers or just logo designers, or I don't just read logo books. Mm. I'm reading psychology, business, habit forming, you know, mind help, yeah. you know, business, you know, from Mike, I'm getting, you know, business advice from and community building advice from Tom, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, 
speaking to loads, you know, follow tattoo artists, letterers, hand letters, calligraphers. And I'm watching all these people and listening very importantly, ears are more important than mouths. Yeah. You know, listening to all these people and just going, oh, I might just put that in my pocket. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice <laughs> bit. I think I'll use that. I'm not going to yeah. use it right now, but I think that's a very important thing, you know, listening to people like Chris Doe and like about the bigger business and yeah. seeing what he's built with like the pro group and the future. You yeah. know, that's something that I'd quite like to kind of get involved in that kind of like community. So I've got him and I've got Tom and then I've got like a load of other mates and, you know, read Brené Brown every bloody day and, you know, all these powerful, brilliant women and, mm. Yeah, crikey. I mean, this, I mean, that's what's, I mean, I used to go, have to go to the freaking library to go and figure <laughs> something out. Do you know what I mean? No, oh, you well, gosh, so did I. I used to take myself inter- down to the library, especially in the school. I was such a geek, especially in the smaller days. Yeah. Because <laughs> I used to look, I used to just love learning and reading. I used to read yeah. all sorts of books and, Amazing. you know, drawing pictures and things. I just wanted, I just wanted to learn and just take it all in. I'm, and I'm still very much like that now. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I don't think it will ever stop and I don't want it to either. No, you should never stop learning ever. Um, like I said, like, I think I'm only just getting started. You know, I think I've really found, found my role, found my vibe, you know, you know, people will kind of, worry about you know Instagram algorithm you know engagements down and all the rest of it and ultimately these are things that are going to happen you know posts that I would post you know a few months ago that would get x amount of thousand likes are now getting a lot less than that but it's not stopping me from posting it you know I can't control Instagram I can't control (laughs) I can't control the world you know so I think it's really important to kind of like you know like yourself just kind of focus in like what what are the things I can control I can control what I digest I can control what I learn I can control what I output out into the world you know whether people like it or not or Instagram likes it or not or whatever shouldn't really bother you you Mm. know as long as you're creating and moving somewhere you know I think I think it's I, I see Instagram engagement going down as a good thing because it mean, gives me means I'm less bothered about bloody going on Instagram every two and a half seconds. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I might yeah. actually do some work and build my logo course and stuff. So I would love people's mindset to shift, a mindset away to shift away from Instagram fame to actually building a career because yeah. they don't really go hand in hand. Do you know That's, what I mean? No, I totally, I totally agree, and I. I was in um, I was in the pub yesterday with some colleagues and some students. Bit of a a Christmas, you know, Christmas, yeah. yeah. Went to the German market. Oh, love that. that! Yeah, had um, a sausage. Do you yes, sausage? of course I did. Got to have a sausage. sausage. Yeah. Got to got to do that. I was banging on about it all day. I was like, "Are we going yet? Are we <laughs> yeah. going?" Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we were in the pub and we were talking and we were talking about social media and. Um, one of the guys who's doing his masters now and and um there's someone else kind of you know one, one of his peers that's that's doing quite well and he's quite good at networking and um he's probably known for apparently having like the gift of the gab and, yeah. and he's getting car salesman <laughs> yeah. getting a lot of likes and followers on social media and yeah I said to him 
I said it's just vanity metrics, man. I was like, don't get bogged down with all that shit. Like, yeah, just because someone appears on the surface to be doing very well, you don't really know what's going on. As I said, if you're getting your head down, you're getting stuck in, you know what you're focused on, you're doing your masters, and you know you you're you're getting praise, you're you're learning, you're growing, and and there's opportunities on the horizon and, and opportunities to, you know, make money as well. I said, those things are way more important than how many likes and followers and things you're getting on Instagram. Oh, hundred percent. I'd much. Yeah. There was, there are a billion things more. <laughs> more. <laughs> I mean, I could go yeah. on forever, you know, um, about that, you know, cause I'm, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get why people, what that so do I, mean, I especially I mean, the it, youngsters it's it's so tough it's so tough yeah. to kind of you know and he, i'm not i'm not gonna lie when it when the engagement did start to drop for no reason you know it's kind of like fuck you instagram do you know what i mean <laughs> i've spent <laughs> bloody five years trying to build this and share my life with people and now you're taking that away the mm. content hasn't changed you know what i mean so you know but then you start to think about it, you think well hang on a minute does it really matter now it doesn't. No. Right. Let's go to work. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing, isn't it? But I can understand that, you know, especially, but again, it comes down to options, doesn't it? You know, why would somebody go to work if they can make 80 grand a year on YouTube? Yeah. Fucking dancing. Yeah. Now, why would you? Why yeah, would you? I know. You know what I mean? yeah. so, but again, like the, the percentage of people that get to that point, two three yeah. and again yeah. it still it still requires a lot of hard work and oh hours and time and, hours and, and, and you've got to be persistent right because you yeah. these people that you know you you listen to the stories and actually they were posting you now there was this one guy that that ended up like going viral on on tiktok and and it happened after his i think it was his 703rd tiktok video yeah. and then yeah. you go well hang on actually if you were posting on tiktok for 700 days yeah. you know would you, would you have, yeah that's a yeah. long time would you have persisted would you have carried on so yeah a lot of people don't that's the thing isn't yeah. it and that's what I find about careers now you know people see people don't you know a career is like if we're lucky 30 plus close to 40 years, you know, mm. if you get into it young, I mean, yeah. fuck knows. I mean, we, we, by the way, things are going, we're going to get to retire at 95. <laughs> if bloody Bojo's got anything to do with it. Um, but, you know, I think, um, I think it's kind of, you know, people don't see a career anymore, you know? Yeah. And if they're struggling at year one, year two, they're like, Oh, this isn't for me. I'm going to go and do something else. Yeah. You know, like it took me, Oh God. Yeah. I didn't really make the first, didn't really make a lot of money at the agency, got by. First three or four years, got by with Baby Giant. It's only over the last, God, I don't know, maybe two or three years where things have become a bit more comfortable. Yeah. That's, that's a 15-year journey. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm still the- sitting there kind of going, right, what bills have I got to pay? What, what work's coming in? <laughs> yeah. now, how am I going to do? What happens if the logo course fails and I put all this time and money into it? Mm. You know, it's still 
constantly thinking about it and you know 15 years into a 40 year career you know I'm not yeah. even halfway so yeah Jesus god be yeah. scared be scared <laughs> be very scared world I'm ready be afraid be very afraid, be very afraid yeah. <laughs> so yeah we, we've talked about challenges and struggles and and the fact that you know vanity metrics aren't they're not important. It's about mm-hmm. getting your head down and knowing knowing what it, you what your own personal goals are and and where you want to progress and where you see yourself going. Yeah. Um, you're a professional mentor. Um, Thank you very much. Very kind of you. You are. I don't even see myself as that, but I'll I'll take it. Yeah, take it because it, it's true. Um, who? Obviously, you've touched on obviously, you know, Mike and Tom, but who has been your most important professional mentor, would you say? <sighs> um, I suppose I've kind of I suppose throughout kind of career-wise, I've had maybe a few. Um, you know, like I said, I've always been very driven. Um, I've always, if I want to figure something out, I'll go and find it out. You know, obviously my mum and dad have been big 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 part of my life you know they've kind of whenever I've had questions that's that's one thing about me I've never been worried about asking questions you know I'm not the kind of one who just sits there and goes well I don't actually know but I'll I'll nod and pretend I don't know fucking what you're talking about (laughs) um, so um, so yeah they've always been very great with reference to stuff like that Um, but you know when I started um kind of baby giant you know there was a chap called Anil um uh he we basically did some work for his company and we're still very good friends now you know that's I've known him for a long time now and he was always uh, whenever I had questions about business or whether you know he was always very um motive he's a very good motivator he was like you know you guys are really good keep going blah blah so he was a really good especially in the early years um he was a really good positive influence. Um, awesome. With reference, especially with reference to business, because he wasn't a creative. He was just in business, Did was a very successful in business. And he was always like, just keep going. What you're doing is right. You know, obviously you'll learn a lot on the way, but yeah. keep going. He was a very good motivator like that. And obviously since, you know, I decided to kind of focus on like, or like made by James was an accident. It was purely just, I'm going to start an Instagram account. I'm going to start sharing my work. Suddenly it went from, I think at the time I said something, maybe like a thousand, just under a thousand followers. And yeah. now we're 220,000, you know, that's yeah. obviously come through over 2000 posts yeah, and all the rest of, of it. But obviously being more present online, you start to, hear more people, listen to more people, see more people, yeah. see people that you, sh- that tell you that you should listen to them. And you think, no, you're a dick. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of them. Um, but, you know, they, I think, you know, initially I wasn't too sure about people like Gary V or mm. Chris Doe. And mm. I think that was more out about my naivety and my jealousy more than anything. I was like, what what i i know everything yeah. i want to yeah, who, who yeah. do you think you are yeah. Yeah. um but then you know grew up more and started to understand and listen more and drop the ego a bit you know and that's kind of you know i've you know 
Chris is Chris Dozer, I think is a fantastic mentor. I think he's not for everybody, but I yeah. think I think he's you know what his mission is right. You know that's why I li- align with him quite well and get on with him quite well is because he wants to help. He might do it in a certain way that, and sometimes I don't agree with it, but yeah. I think he's fantastic. People like Mike Jander, you know, fantastic guy. People like Tom Ross now, but there's also like, as I said, like. I read a lot now. I never yeah. used to read before, mm. and I'm always. What are you reading at the minute? Then you did mention a book early, didn't you? Yeah. Uh... So, um, so I'm. What am I reading at the moment? I'm reading. Mm. I've literally just bought a new book, um, and it's called "All the Shit They Don't Tell You," all the shit you wish you knew. And it's about this big, and it's about yellow. But it's. I don't think any of it's about design. Uh, finished Brené Brown's. Um, I wasn't there to lead. It was um, Braving the Wilderness, I think. was. Uh, I read I read quite a few books in Simultaneously. I've got a book called yeah. Focus, which I'm trying to get into. It's very good, uh, mm-hmm. but it's quite heavy. You know, I quite like a few pictures every now and again. So, <laughs> um, um, but no, yeah, there's quite a few. But as again, like, not a lot of them are design books. They're a lot of mindset-based yeah. books um lots of stuff but super focus. important like oh, I've, I've realized how important mindset is and one of the things that really stuck out to me that you just said is that you know in at the start of your career you had um this guy uh, do you say his name was Anil Anil yeah the Anil that was that wasn't a creative but it was he ran a business and he was very yeah. business minded and yeah. and having people like that around you, especially in the early days, are so important because people that don't run their own businesses and don't have that entrepreneurial mindset, they just don't quite get it. Yeah, it's not enough to be a creative, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you have to understand business marketing. Yeah. Uh, you have to be investing time and energy into those practices and understanding them and reading them and learning them, getting a coach for them, getting some, somebody else to do it for you, mm, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, talent will only get you so far. Do you know what I mean? You have to kind of, you have to make a business out of your talent, um, which is what a lot of people struggle with. You know, I know some unbelievably talented people, but they haven't got a business brain in their body, you know? So, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm far from the most talented brand identity designer, far from the most talented logo designer, but I know how to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think when you can combine the two of those things, you know, obviously there's no point being a brilliant businessman and selling people shit. You know, you've got, you got to kind of have, I mean, unless you're, <laughs> unless you're a farmer and you're a manure, but you know, I think it's, you know, I think that you do have to have that kind of good balance between creative talent business, but also like, you know, you, anybody can make money, not anybody, but it's, it's that continuously yeah, making money, you know, the future, how do you yeah. future proof yourself? Yeah. And, you know, there's so many options these days. So yeah. many options. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. No. Good advice. Good advice. Um, is there anything that you wish I'd have asked you today that I haven't? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Just no. Just 
there's there's because sometimes you know there's things that people want to talk about or mention and um I don't always get the chance to ask so no no I yeah. think I think we've I think we've it's, it's I always like to make these a bit deeper than they're yeah. supposed to be you know we yeah. haven't really talked about logos but no <laughs> but you know what I like that because it's just been organic and and we've talked about some stuff that is super important you know the stuff that I think is really important that we talked about is looking after your own kind of mental health and well-being mm. and emotional well-being and really paying attention to it and yeah. and and talking and because as soon as we start to focus on those things like you just said you're you're living proof that life gets better when you address it when you yeah. ignore it it you know things yeah, only exactly. get worse and I, th- I think like writing <clears throat> you know a big thing for me that helped was writing you know, obviously talking and opening up about the past but also really spend I think what a lot of people do is they rush into a career um and sometimes that's good because you then figure stuff out you bumble along then you go oh I quite like it over here um whereas like I don't think like for example like niching you know I've only I only niched into logo design after being in the industry for you know over a decade yeah in the industry for a decade Mm -hmm. then niched yeah Whereas I see a lot of college students, graduates coming out, niching straight away. Yes, and I'm like, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. But obviously they're reading, mm. they're listening to people saying you should niche. So it's difficult because there's so much noise out there about yeah. what you should do and how you should do it. But, you know, what I, what I would recommend anybody to doing is mission statements you know, value, value propositions, like what, you know, sit down, you know, whatever stage it is and kind of write down, like, what do I want to be? And that could be super loose. That could be, well, I want to be a graphic designer and help companies create logos, bing, bang, bosh, you know? Yeah. But what I think, what I think stuff like that does, you know, and your mission statement can evolve over the time as you evolve, but what the mission does is it gives you direction. It mm-hmm. helps you stay in your lane. I think the problem is with there being so much noise about, you know, it's not enough to be a logo designer. Make 10K as a brand strategist. Yeah, oh God. Invest in <laughs> NFTs. Make crypto. <laughs> start your own business. Go yeah. freelance. I mean, no wonder everybody's going, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing because everybody's saying something different. Yeah. But what you do, if you center on yourself, think, right, what do I want? Well, I want to be in the design industry. And eventually I'd like to, you know, be a logo designer. You know, whatever happens, whatever opportunity, whatever bit of noise you hear, listen to it, look at your mission statement and go, does it fit within my mission statement and my plan for myself? No, I'm not going to do it. Mm. Does it fit within my plan? Does it help me get to where I want to be? Yes, do it. Yeah. You know, when you break it down into simple things, life, I mean, we make life complicated. Other people's opinions make life complicated. You know, if you kind of learn to cancel out the noise, focus on yourself, I say, write that mission, make a five year plan, you know, and stick to it. You know, you'll get there. That's the thing is that nobody's got a plan. Everybody's just fucking bum fucking art round <laughs> doing bollocks all on make dancing on tiktok thinking life's going to change you know if you actually set like a plan in place and put yourself some goals create some good habits and have a good routine and work to that point you will get there you know and then when you get there 
go right what's next yeah what's over there absolutely um, yeah. and i think that's the problem people are just kind of going in shaking their head going right over there over there over there yeah and they're actually just they're not going forward they're just doing this all yeah. the time yeah and not progressing in anything so yeah that's what I would say is that if we're going to leave on anything is make a plan, write a mission statement, think about what you want to be and who you want to be and how, and then figure out a way to do that. Um, there you go. Because anybody yeah. can be anything, I think. Yeah. Awesome advice, man. Make it, write a plan, get a mission and just go for it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, where can people find you and follow you if I don't already? Well, don't type in James Martin into Google because I won't come up. Um, so I would suggest typing in Made by James into Google and I will come up. Okay. But, you know, Made by James on Instagram, Made by James. Uh, my website's www.themadebyjames.com. Um, made by James, YouTube. Made awesome. by James, Pinterest. Basically, made by James. Made yeah. by James everywhere. Yeah. I'll get all of them in the show notes anyway, so people can follow and yeah. check out. And, your and, and also stuff. go and buy my book and leave me a nice review because I will love you forever. Aww. So um, <laughs> go and do that. Um, so yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's been a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, James. Really appreciate it.